is AMEN, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. From Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure friendly hotlines are open. 877 Dave 007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General Cigar Day. Where, oh, where has September gone? Hard to believe. We are going to conclude National Bourbon Heritage Month with a mega tasting of 22 magnificent bourbons and American whiskeys and several bourbon-related libations. And when we talk about National Bourbon Heritage Month, The resolution was passed by the United States Senate on August 2nd, 2007, declaring September officially as National Bourbon Heritage Month, commemorating the history of bourbon whiskey, declaring bourbon to be a distinctive product identifiable with the United States. Therefore, we're going to be enjoying 22 identifiable products to the United States, bourbons, American whiskeys, mega-tasting maneuvers, today on The Cigar Dave Show. Long-ash greetings and salutations, a long-ash snappy salute, semper delictatio. Always pleasure, long live the alpha, make America great again, make masculinity great again, screw the enemies of pleasure, screw the climate police, screw the enemies of plastic, screw the enemies of meat. Your global five-star commanding general and alpha male-in-chief, front and center. From Command Center Alpha, the Ford Theater of Operations has moved to the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. And as always, for our mega-tastings of spirits and wines, we bring in two longtime important guests to the Cigar Dave Show. First up, our host, we've got Tommy Diadio. Tommy D., the Senior Executive Vice President of Spirit Procurement for the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa and the three Corona Cigar Store and Lounges in Orlando. But today, Tommy, you are known, because we're going to be sampling (laughs) some Elmer T. Lee, you are known as Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio. (laughs) So there you go. We've got the new nickname for you. Tommy, as always, we thank you for your hospitality, and you've selected some nice bourbons for us to sample as well, some unique to yes. Corona Cigar and Davidoff. Yeah, and some small niche ones that nobody's ever heard of that they oh, should know about. That almost look like they're in wine bottles. Very unique. Yeah. Very different. And as always, we've got our resident expert sommelier, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Greetings. Long Ashes, sommelier Dave. General Long Ashes at you. It's thrilled to be here. I'm really excited. Just getting back from Kentucky yesterday or the other day. And... Uh, Really excited to be here to talk about these great whiskeys. Are you going to be singing my old Kentucky home for us now? Uh, no, but I heard <laughs> it plenty all last week, which is uh, really refreshing, yeah. you know, when yeah. you're up there. Tommy, you know, because yeah, you were just there up twice. there also. Yeah. When you go to Bardstown or being in Louisville, uh, they have yep. a really unique way of living life. Well, wait a minute. It's not Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Yeah. you got to pronounce it correctly. That is very, very important. 
Well, if you guys aren't going to sing it, I've got it here. <laughs> well, the, I, I th- no, Jim Neighbors did the Indianapolis <laughs> 500. I was going to do that. There you we, go. You got to do it in a southern genteel accident. Where the sun shines bright in the old Kentucky home, tis summer, the people are gay. Can you say that on the air? I guess you can. <laughs> the corn tops ride and the meadows in the bloom while the birds make music all the day. Oh, wait, I can sing it. Look at this. The sun shines bright in my old Kentucky home. Tis summer. The people are gay and LGBTQ as well. The corn tops right and the, I think I'm off. I'm, I'm off a little bit on the on the music here, but you get the gist yeah. of it. Since you guys wouldn't sing it, no leave it to this five Bob. star to have the nads to no do it. Siree, Bob. And the chorus goes, "Weep no more, my lady. Oh, weep no more today. We will sing one song for my old Kentucky home, for the old Kentucky home far away." You know, I remember way back. I used to sing that song because. I had a horse. People don't know this. I had a horse that actually ran in the Kentucky Derby. Secretary, you may have heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what. I always get a kick out of the Kentucky Derby when you see all these women in their hats that attend. They want to be seen. A big social event with all the pictures. And I say, women don't know the difference between a horse's nose and a horse's ass. They have no clue, (laughs) but they all look the part. All right. So, Sommelier Dave, as we talk about American whiskey, and bourbon whiskey, even though it is National Bourbon Heritage Month, on the show the entire month, we also celebrate American whiskeys. Right. But what is very interesting is we look at, first of all, bourbon whiskey, a type of American whiskey. So, for example, an American whiskey can be a whiskey but not a bourbon whiskey, but all bourbon whiskeys are American whiskeys. It is a barrel-aged distilled spirit made primarily from corn. And in fact, in my old Kentucky home, you hear the corn tops right and the meadows in the bloom. It's because there's much corn in Kentucky. So it must be primarily made from corn, at least 51%. Now, there's some controversy. The name ultimately derives from the French Bourbon dynasty, although the inspiration for whiskey's name is uncertain. Some people say it's Bourbon County in Kentucky, other Bourbon Street in New Orleans, both named after the French Bourbon or Bourbon uh, dynasty. Been distilled since the 18th century. The use of the term bourbon for whiskey has been traced to the 1820s, with consistent use being in Kentucky in the 1870s. And in 1964, the United States Congress recognized bourbon to be a distinctive product of the United States, and there are specific legal requirements yes, in order are. for a whiskey to be termed bourbon. They are. It must be produced in the United States, made from a grain mixture that is at least 51% corn. Bourbon must be aged in new charred oak barrels, distilled to more, no more than 160 proof or 80% alcohol by volume, entered into the container, the barrel for aging, at no more than 125 proof, or 62.5% alcohol by volume, and bottled at 80 proof or more. So every time, once it's distilled, it has a higher proof, then it's cut down with a little branch or water before it goes into the barrel, and then once it comes out of the barrel, 
then it is mixed with branch or water to further dilute it. Not any just, bourbon? What's that? Not just any water. It's limestone. Oh, well, the, yeah. the water from Kentucky yeah, yeah. or Tennessee or anywhere. Yeah. But remember, bourbon can now be made anywhere yep. in the country. Not necessarily, yep. but it is known in Tennessee and yeah. in Kentucky for their limestone. Well, that's what water. I wanted to say because that's one of the things that I was really impressed yeah. doing some of the distillery tours. When it rains... It takes six days for the water to seep all yeah. the way down into the aquifer where they get it. It goes to that limestone yeah. like you had talked about, Tommy. Yeah. The water is so pure. And if you look at some of the best beverages that we consume on the face of the earth, whether it's a champagne, whether it's a whiskey, tequila, beer, even soda, it's the water, the purity of the water that really gives you that flavor. Well, when I was at the Jack Daniels Distillery in Lynchburg, Tennessee, we went to where the, the creek runs, where the water comes, and there's a, a very big placard there talking about the importance of the water. Now, I grew up in Buffalo, and I will tell you that central and western New York State has, I think, amongst the best water in the country. Right out of the tap, it tastes great. Florida, the absolute worst, but Kentucky, same thing. It's got a unique unique taste to it. And that's that limestone, like Tommy had said, for it to go all the way through to the limestone and then source it out. That's the largest area in the United States for that purity of water to come through. Now, bourbon that is labeled as straight, straight bourbon whiskey, has been aged under four years, must be labeled with the uh, the duration of its aging. Bourbon that has an age statement on the label must be labeled with the age of the youngest whiskey in the bottle not counting the age of any added neutral grain spirits in the bourbon that is labeled as blended. So, for example, if a bourbon whiskey says, has an age statement, four years old, the youngest bourbon used in that particular whiskey is at least four years Mm -hmm. old. Everything else has to be four years or older than that. Bourbon that is bottled in bond is a subcategory of straight bourbon, must be aged for four years. Now, what we have seen the last number of years with the explosion of the popularity of bourbon is that age statements are being taken off bottles. For example, Jim Beam Double Age Black. Mm-hmm. That always had an eight-year age Correct. statement. Now they just call it Jim Beam Black. The age statement is off. Mm-hmm. So it could be four years, could be six years, could be five years, but they've taken that off. Samadhi, Dave, you've seen that because you're familiar with many of the bourbons, the bigger names. Um, There was a big controversy a number of years ago. Maker's Mark wanted to dilute the proof, and people said, wait a minute, you can't do that. And after a lot of backlash, they backed off that particular proposal. They actually made it. I don't think they did. Yeah, they did. Some got got out. Oh, I didn't realize that. I think they did that, though. For marketing. For taxes, mm-hmm. because when you look at wine, the percentage of alcohol is where you pay your taxes, and it would be the same with spirits. Yeah. So the higher the proof, the more tax you're going to pay on Another it. So those yeah. big producers, whether yeah. it's Beam or through Brown Foreman and whatever, they want to bring the proof down, so they pay less tax. Well, not only that, but they were running out of the yeah. aged bourbon. Now, here's, here's another interesting thing. As of 2018, approximately 95% of all bourbon is produced in Kentucky. Last year, Kentucky's population, 4.3 million people. Yeah, I remember this. 8.1 yes. million bourbon, uh, bourbon barrels. barrels being aged in Kentucky, yeah, almost double the population, population of Kentucky. I'm proud of that. They, they tell you that all over the place. <laughs> Absolutely, which is but. very, very interesting. Now, even though Kentucky is certainly known as the home of bourbon, much bourbon production, Tennessee, 
Can't call it, they don't call it bourbon, it's Tennessee whiskey. And the reason is there is a different process they use to kind of distill or filter any of the impurities. It's called the Lincoln County process, where there is a state-mandated pre-aging filtration. They use chunks of maple charcoal, and what happens is they slowly pour the bourbon, or correction, the whiskey, like Jack Daniels, it filters through that charcoal yeah, and it, it removes drips, a, right, it drips, drips down slowly. Down. Big vats, I mean, probably yeah. four or five foot vats. And what happens is a lot of the oil residues and impurities get filtered away. So Correct. it's a very clean, very smooth type of taste. And they do a secondary charcoal uh, uh, filtration on the Gentleman Jack, Correct. which makes it even smoother. Smoother. So very, very nice. So that's really it, the differences between Tennessee whiskey and uh, whiskey made in Kentucky. But now, with the craft distilling, we're seeing bourbon made in, we've got uh, St. Augustine, Florida, St. Augustine Distillery. We're seeing it in Colorado. We're seeing uh, it in every, Alabama. Every state has Ohio, a every state. Every, every, Alaska, Utah. Wyoming, Utah, yeah. exactly. And in fact, if Texas you, is big now. Texas, we've got Garrison Brothers yeah. Yeah. Uh, bourbon that we're going to be enjoying. In fact, in Utah, if you buy a bottle, I don't you realize this, but if you buy a bottle of any of their craft bourbon that is actually distilled in Utah, you get four wives thrown in free <laughs> to enjoy for a month. So, nice. Exactly. Uh, and for those of you in Utah, just kidding. Actually, I think it's more like six wives. Yeah. But listen, I'm all about it. The only thing is just make sure you have four or six good prenuptial yeah. agreements and you are good to go. All right, so Samanier, Dave, anything you want to add or Tommy about yeah. bourbon whiskey, Actually, American whiskey? when you were talking about the eight statements, uh, Knob Creek took the number nine off it. They're putting it back on. So the, 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 they're putting numbers back on the bourbon now. We don't have a Knob Creek in here, no, do we? No, but, but the Knob Creek nines, uh, is the nines going back on the bottle. Well, I'm going back to get some mm -hmm. Knob Creek. I was just thinking about that. We've got 22. We can probably fit in a 23rd. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, so anything else, Samani, Dave, you'd like yeah, to Yeah, I was going to say, uh, doing some reading up on this on the plane and everything, whiskey through the 70s and 80s had crashed where very little of it was really being sold. It was your vodka, your flavor vodkas, which were commanding the spirit world. So come around the 2000s, well, you had all these mixologists in New York, Chicago, Houston, Dallas, Los Angeles. They were creating the old drinks of the 20s before Prohibition yeah. or during Prohibition yep. and the Manhattan. The old-fashioned actually was the drink that these mixologists reinvented yeah. again, and that created a demand for whiskey, mm -hmm. bourbon whiskey in this country, because other than bourbon, what did you have? Like Jack Daniels, yeah. Tennessee whiskey? You didn't have this plethora of distilleries throughout the country. So it was only then with this drink that it started to take off. And you're right, Dave. There's more barrels laid on in Kentucky than our people yeah. actually reside there. Interesting. I noticed we don't have, we didn't put a jack in here. We should do a little Gentleman Jack because, let's face it, when we talk about Gentleman Jack, we talk about the great Frank Sinatra, the yeah. chairman of the board. And there's an interesting story that we'll get to when we taste the Gentleman Jack about Gen Jack Daniels was a boutique uh, uh, whiskey at the time. Sure. Not very famous. No. Really, Sinatra really put Jack Daniels on the map. So we will get to that. All right. So, Samani Dave, please give us a rundown. I've just added the Gentleman Jack, and if we have time, we'll do the, what was the other one, Tommy? That Knob we just Creek. Said? Knob Creek uh, 9, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So we'll add those. So that gives us, I think, about uh, 23 different spirits. So go ahead, uh, Samani Dave, if you want to run down the spirits as well as the two cocktail 
that we will enjoy for National Bourbon Heritage Month, our mega tasting. So for today, we're going to do the Buffalo Trace White Dog, followed up by the Hudson Whiskey New York Corn, Cooper's Craft, Washington Wheat Whiskey, Michter's Toasted Barrel, Blanton's Single Barrel, Eagle Rare Single Barrel, Elmer T. Lee Whiskey, Woodford Reserve Bourbon, Woodford Double Barrel Bourbon, Pinhook Straight Bourbon, Few Bourbon, Old Forester the 1910 and the Old Forester 1920, Shanks Bourbon, Bromberger's Bourbon, Kentucky Owl Bourbon, Peerless Bourbon, Weller Whiskey, Basil Hayden, Garrison's, Angel's Envy, the uh, Gentleman Jack with and the Knob Creek, Knob Creek and then we're going to do two drinks. Tommy's come up with the two-by-two, two, and then we're also going to do that old-fashioned that helped revitalize the whiskey industry in the United States. A two-by-two. Two. No, it's the uh, Black Manhattan. Oh, Black, Ma Black Manhattan. Oh, I okay. thought it was so, a two-by-two. No, no, we're going to do Black Manhattan. The two-by-two two is the rye that we're going to be. the Basil Hayden. The Basil Hayden, right. So we'll go. do a Black Manhattan and an old-fashioned. All right, let's start things off without any further delay with the Buffalo Trace White Dog. Now, there's a reason we're going to be starting with two what we call White Dog whiskeys. Before a bourbon goes into the barrel, there is no color to it. Basically, mm -hmm. when you're talking about at least 51% corn, and most bourbons are, say, 60-70% corn, they may have some rye, they may have some barley in there or some wheat. There's always barley. There's always barley. Mm -hmm. and, and there could be some wheat as well. Mm -hmm. What happens is... You taste, before it goes into to the barrel to age, where it gets its color, where it gets some of the woody notes and the spiciness and the warmth, it comes out as a crystal clear spirit. And when you smell it, you can taste the sweetness of corn right on the nose. So the white dog from Buffalo Trace, and now, Tommy, you're a big yeah. Buffalo Trace. You bought a lot of single barrels from Buffalo Trace. This is their white dog mash number one. Corn, rye, and malted barley. So this essentially is one of the spirits. In fact, this is probably the Buffalo Trace. This is the spirit before it goes into right. the barrel. So th the history on this one is, is most people, when they were buying in a store, it was an expensive little bottle. They're like, I would never pay that much for that. But what you were supposed to do with this was take the case, get a small barrel, and put the whole case in the barrel and age it and make it a bourbon. Most bourbon people don't realize that's what you really are supposed to do with this. Well, let me say cheers, take a taste, and you can just on the nose, the sweetness yeah, of the you corn. Get it, the corn. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. You definitely get notes of the alcohol, but you get that sweetness of the corn, yeah. a lot of warmth. And this is what the raw distillate, which is clear, unaged, the sweetness of the corn, this is what you taste before it goes into the barrel. And now you get a good idea from tasting this white dog, mash number one from Buffalo Trace, what the aging process, the effect on the distillate is. Because, again, what's going to affect every uh, uh, barrel of bourbon or American whiskey? It's going to be the char oaking, how much char was done. Where was the uh, barrel being aged? The heat, the, the temperature... Uh, the cold, it all has its effect. How much sloshing around when they roll the barrels, how much is exposed to the wood. Those are all the different factors that you get during a four, two-year, four-year, eight-year, ten-year aging process. And it's incredible the effect of the wood. And no two are exactly alike. Yeah. 
And that's why when they do have a blended <coughs> bourbon, Jack Daniels, for example, or Buffalo Trace, they're always trying to remain, maintain the consistency with barrels from different portions of the rickhouse. That would probably take it a little five-gallon barrel, probably two years. Yeah. Because the aging right. process is faster in a small barrel. Sure it is. It's closer to the wood and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. But to Dave's point, just coming back from Michter's, they really accentuate the thought process. Oh, yeah. Usually you get four seasons to where the whiskey's going into the barrel, out of the barrel. They try to do it to make it about six to eight seasons mm-hmm. going into the barrel, out of the barrel. To Dave's point, you get a lot of flavor from those barrels. Now, next up, Sabani Dave, this is a brand that you are very familiar with. This is Hudson's, Hudson's New baby. York Corn yep. Whiskey. Now, we primarily enjoy the baby bourbon right. or their four-grain uh, whiskey. But this is Hudson New York Corn Whiskey, bought pot distilled from 100% New York corn. Now, this is 100%. So what does it say about bourbon? You have to be at least 51% corn. You right. can have a 100% mm-hmm. corn, mm-hmm. but the reason that distillers like to put some rye and uh, some wheat or some some uh, uh, barley barley in there is to smooth it, soften it, refine it, change the taste just a little bit. So this is 100%. So let's say cheers on this. And this comes from a 375-milliliter bottle. And I should say that on the first one that we tried, the Buffalo Trace White Dog Mash Number 1, my tasting notes, sweetness, yes. an aroma of corn, some nice warmth on the way down. I think $25 for a 350 no. no. That's like sixty bucks. No, 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 no. Now it's twenty-five bucks. People discounted it to get rid of it because nobody would buy it for sixty bucks. It used to be well, sixty dollars. I've never seen for sixty. I think I, I paid, have. Really? Yeah. I think I paid twenty-five. All right. So let me take a taste of the Hudson New York Corn Whiskey. Wow, that's some white lightning. Right there. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say, there's big difference sizzle, in the flavor, some yeah. heat, not as much sweetness, which no. is interesting no, at all. The Buffalo Trace. What happens with the rye and the malted barley? Tames it down a little bit. Yeah. And this is what they used to call white lightning. Yeah. The prohibition. 100% corn whiskey. This is right out of the uh, distillery. This has got some serious strength to it. <laughs> All right. So now you know exactly what the raw distillate of bourbon tastes like before it goes into the barrel. We've got two down, about 21 more to go. It is National Bourbon Heritage Month Bourbon Mega Tasting Maneuvers on the Cigar Dave Show. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Gatekeeper from Alec and Bradley. This cigar was blended with the help of Ernesto Perez Carrillo. This beautiful stick has notes of cedar, nuts, and leather, giving it a smooth and rich profile. You can get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Get details at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. 
To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. We are conducting our National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuver Edition of the Cigar Dave Show today. From the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City, we've got Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio. Tommy D, the Senior Executive VP of Spirits Procurement for the Davidoff Store and Lounge and Corona Cigars in Orlando. Samadier Dave. Now, for our cigar today, we need something that is going to hold up to all these bourbons and American whiskeys. So it can't be too light, can't be too full. It's got to be the sweet spot. The cigar that is a perfect sweet spot, which ironically happens to be the September 2019 Officers Club selection, La Placencia Alma del Campo. From Spanish to English, soul of the country. And the Placencias, royalty in the cigar industry. Five generations of Placencias have grown cigar tobaccos. They've manufactured cigars. And the Alma del Campo really is the soul of Nicaragua. It is a Nicaraguan puro, meaning Nicaraguan wrapper, filler, and binder. It is a luscious cigar. Medium, medium full-bodied, but very smooth. A luscious Colorado medium brown wrapper. Prize fillers, a multi-dimensional taste experience. Notes of cocoa, spice, sweetness, cedar, and coffee. A fantastic, perfect selection to go with all the bourbons and American whiskeys. Again, the Placencia Alma del Campo, the September 2019 Officers Club selection. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. I've got a massive, giant, double-edged stainless steel guillotine, and with the increase in the ring gauges of the cigars you need it, I've got the Toro, which looks to me to be about a, I would say about a six-and-a-quarter-inch length cigar, probably a 54 ring gauge, maybe 56 on this, but a beautiful-looking cigar, nice cutter, ready to go. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, I've got what we call from the Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories the welder's torch because this looks, look at that, Tommy D, look at the flame coming out of this thing. Magnificent. I mean, that thing is, I'm telling you, you could build a skyscraper and weld the steel beams with this. That is what I would use today. Got to be careful. There's so much BTUs or, Mick the Brit would say, British Thermal Units General Sterling. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. 
Perfect cut, as always. Let me use the Cigar Dave welder's torch. Again, I'm probably about, oh, I would say about six inches, seven inches away because the flame is so strong. And I'm just toasting the foot of the cigar. Samadhi, Dave, you have lit up a Placencia Alma del Campo. Your impressions? Oh, oh, I love it. No, you don't have a, you've got a different one. Tommy D, yeah, what did you give him? He's got the Placencia just for the Davidoff lounges. They made uh, an exclusive, so Davidoff helped uh, pick the blend. Well, we're staying in the Placencia family, yes. and they're great folks. Nestor Placencia Jr. and Sr., I've known them a long time. Super, super people, and they decided about three, four years, about three years ago, they were going to make cigars under their own name instead yeah. of just for others. And, Tommy, they have come out with some oh, big hits. Amazing. They're phenomenal. They're flying off the shelf. They're, they're just, they've, they've, and the price points are from $8 up to 23 So they've they're, done they're really premium, well. They're premium, super premium, and super premium. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Their Concecha 146 I like. Yes. Their, Alma de, uh, their Alma Fuerte is yeah. beautiful. Their packaging is great. They really have done a magnificent job doing it the right way. The ashtray box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cigar is delicious, unlike the ones I got in <laughs> Louisville. Don't mention the name. <laughs> That's rude. I know which one it is. I know the name, too. And what did I send you? When you, when you sent me classic. the text, what yeah. did I say? Weak. <laughs> Weak selection. Oh, my Weak goodness. selection. I'll tell that you what. It was embarrassing In the them. past, they've had Camacho cigars yeah. they featured. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the name, uh, Shell, it's a very small cigar. They're just weak is what I'll, I'll keep it at. In any event, my Placencia Alma del Campo is lit. Take a few more puffs. Great draw. Yes, easy. Mm. Mm. Fabulous. First cigar I've had since last week's show, so I'm thoroughly enjoying every puff. All right, let's go on to the next bourbon. Now, this is a very unique bourbon. It is Cooper's Craft. Now, very interestingly, when Cooper's Craft was launched about uh, two, three years ago, we had Greg Roszkowski, the v uh, Vice President Director of Wood Planning, Procurement, and Processing and Cooperage Operations for Brown Foreman Spirits. And when Brown Foreman wanted to create a new bourbon, they said, we want to pay tribute to all the men and women that make that are in the cooperage operation that make the barrels that cut the wood that char the oak and so greg was really the ambassador the face because it really launched under his uh, guidance and we had him on incredibly smooth it's a tame bourbon if you're not a big bourbon drinker you want something mild to go with a mild cigar the cooper's craft is the way to go and greg was a great guest we really learned a lot about and they do all their own cooperage the barrels that they make, the wood, it's a big operation. Sure it is, and they're the only ones that actually have their own cooperage, Brown Foreman. Everybody else sources from yeah. one of the local houses around there. Which is pretty cool, that local house. Oh, you know it. It's so dangerous. This, this was established in 1945, yeah. this cooperage, and it's remained as the only one. So this Cooper's Craft is 75% corn, 15% rye, 10% barley corn or malted barley. So you're going to get some of the sweetness off the corn, some spice off the rye, and some softness and creaminess from the malted barley. I really like this. This is, if I don't want to say a novice drinker, but if you've really never drank bourbon before, this would be perfect to get involved. Well, not everybody wants a very rich, warm, sizzling, spicy bourbon. Mm -hmm. Sometimes Correct. people want to just sip it in a snifter neat. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect yeah. snifter type of bourbon. Let me see the bottle, Samadhi Dave. And as Rocky Patel would say, it's creamy, it's smooth, 
It's got nice notes of spice, very delicious. You're going to love it. Nobody works harder to make a better bourbon than Cooper's Craft. <laughs> I say cheers. Pretty good impression, huh? Yeah. Not We're bad. better. <coughs> so it's 82.2 yeah. proof. By the way, and I do that impression in front of Rocky, of as do others as well. So Rocky's a good sporter. We're like brothers, so not a problem. So 82 proof. Yeah. Definitely some sweetness. Yeah. Yeah. Nice I'm getting some nice vanilla, some nice clove. One of the attractive things about it is it's very affordable. Mm. So you don't have to spend too much. It's around $23 a bottle. Mm. Wherever delicious. you're living in the United States, it'll be there. As they say in Kentucky, I do declare it is delicious. Just makes me want to break out in my old Kentucky home one more time. You would laugh if you went to Brown Foreman's, Cooper's. OSHA comes in there. That's definitely not a dangerous place. You go to the the local guy, you walk in there. I was like, how does OSHA walk in this place and not get fined? It's just so like night and day. Oh, I'm sure. There's no doubt about it. They're grabbing barrels with their hands around fire. Got to be careful. And and that's one thing that Greg (laughs) talked about was the safety. They really take pride in their safety. Absolutely. Well, you have to. You got fire. You got saws. You know, I stay away from those. You go to both of them, you'd be like, Wow. I, I stay away. Not out of my, out of my pays, uh, pay grade. All right. So the Cooper's Craft, I would tell, for people that want something that's pleasant, that's mild, very nice way to go. 25 bucks a bottle. You can't go wrong. Now, this next spirit that we're going to enjoy, interesting story. I was up in Atlanta. I'm at a bar that has all these different bourbons. And I'm talking to the bartender. And I said, you know, I want something different. You know, I'm used to many of the, the bourbons that you already have. Some that I had sampled previously, but I said, I want something that's unique. He said, General, I've got the perfect whiskey, a perfect uh, bourbon whiskey. It is from Dry Fly. They are out in Spokane, Washington. And we've got the Dry Fly Washington Wheat Whiskey, 100% handcrafted in the Pacific hands, and I like it says with real hands. And what is unique about this is there is a tremendous amount of wheat. So it is not technically a bourbon. They do make a bourbon, what they call their Bourbon 101. This is straight Washington wheat whiskey. And just the, as I open the bottle here, a unique bottle, very soft, almost a, just a very pleasant, somewhat sweet aroma to it. Not a citrus, but almost like you're smelling wheat, like if you were out in the field. Now, what's interesting, 100% Locally sourced from Washington State soft white wheat, distilled twice in a traditional American whiskey style, aged a minimum of three years in new 53-gallon American oak barrels with a number three char. And when you look at this, it's light. It's almost a light caramel color. I'm going to pour. Oh, Samaya Dave, you already poured that for me. Fantastic. So let's do this. And a very unique kind of story behind Dry fly whiskey. And I should say, if you look at all of their, their, their products, as I get ready to take a taste of this, we'll say cheers. Very sweet. Sweet and smooth. Yeah, yeah it was I smooth. I mean, no bite whatsoever. At all. This is fabulous. I would give this a five-star selection for somebody that wants a nice yeah. sipping whiskey. No spice. No spice. Pleasant, nice taste. Somewhat complex. Nice notes of... Light sweetness, can't go wrong, no burn, no sizzle, no, no you know, major peppery all, notes. It's all front of the mouth. Front of the mouth, exactly. Very nice. And I cannot remember the price on this, 
but I will find out. Sergeant Steve, if you could look up the price for us. This is available. I got this here in, in Florida, so it is available nationally now. You just have to hunt for it. He cast in his 401K and started this. I didn't realize that. Yeah, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Very, very nice. So 40 Yeah, not bad. 40 bucks yeah. Can't go wrong. Very reasonable. And, again, this is a beautiful – this is the kind of whiskey – that even if you're not a big drinker, buy a bottle for 40 bucks, keep it, because you will find use for it somewhere down the road. All right, next up, we'll tell you what, let's do the Michters, then we'll take a short time out. So, Samadhi, Dave, you're very familiar with Michters. Yes, Michters. It's been around. It's morphed from Shanks, Bromberger, into Michters. It was the name of Peter, or Michael and Peter, put together. Uh, Joe Magliocco of Chatham brought it down from Pennsylvania to Louisville and has the distillery in Shively, and they also have the old Fort Brook facility in downtown Louisville. They uh, are just well known for their whiskeys. You know, you're gonna get a really nice 43% alcohol by volume whiskey here, a lot of flavor on it, uh, vanilla, burnt sugar notes, and unbelievable. This is one of my favorite distilleries. Yeah. We'll say cheers. Very nice forward notes of fruit on the nose. They started with a toasted bourbon, then they did a toasted rye, and then they went back, and now they did a toasted S sour mash. Smooth, Smoothest but you be. definitely get yeah. the notes of that toastiness. Yeah. Very pleasant. Yeah. Not a, little, a lot of warmth. A little bit of honey vanilla. A little yeah, honey on vanilla it. on there, for sure. Yeah. Very That's nice. coming from the barrel. They started with rye back in Pennsylvania. Back wow, in the day. very yeah. nice. Back rye, in 1753. Yeah. All the rye was made out of Pennsylvania and yeah. Washington up there. Tomas Shank, huh? the uh, Swiss Mennonite. Yep. George Washington yep, went there to correct. buy whiskey or get whiskey mm -hmm. so he could sell it to support and the Dave, Continental uh, Army. Uh, Dave, uh, Pick, how do you say his name? Pickerel? Pickerel. Pickerel, who passed is, away, is the one to help George Washington yep. read. He got a launch. A bit. Yep. Yeah, and Dave, we talked about that about two months after we had him on, died unexpectedly. Yeah. And he was a wonderful guy. Yeah, we had he a was. great interview mm -hmm. uh, with him. Maker's Could, Mark. Couldn't have been nicer. In fact, we were, we were planning yeah, on man. having him on every year. Hillstone. Because he was so knowledgeable and. Uh, Definitely a big, big loss to the industry. Yeah. And this is Michter's batch number 19G1244, 86 proof. Very pleasant. How much for a bottle of this? You're going to pay somewhere around 49 maybe If you could 55. find it. If you can Everything find it. Everything's small batch. So whatever yeah. the batch is, which might be 20 barrels. That's all sold out already in Florida in one week. Yeah. Gone out of all liquor stores. Next time you get a bottle, Tommy, save me one. <laughs> So as you it comes get out once mixers. every couple years, I, I buy a, buy an extra one and save it for they, me. It's whatever they give me. What do you mean yeah. buy? Okay, well I'll take one of them that they give you. I'll buy it. I mean, but you know you got. Yeah. Come on, show a little love, Tommy Tommy Lee Diadio here. Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio. Elmer Tommy <laughs> Lee, E T L D. All right, next. I tell you what, we'll take a short time out. We've already got. Uh, let's see, four under our belts. Actually, five. The Buffalo Trace White Dog, the Hudson's Whiskey New York Corn, Cooper's Craft the Dry Fly Washington Wheat, and the Michter's Toasted Barrel. When we come back, we'll hit the Blanton Single Barrel and the Eagle Rare Single Barrel and maybe get into the Elmer T. Lee, Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio <laughs> version of their bourbon as we continue with our National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon, taste, bourbon Tasting Maneuvers. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. 
A new year is upon us, and that means that I have selected 12 fantastic monthly selections for the 2020 Cigar Dave Officers Club, and it begins this month, January 2020, with the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper, a magnificent collaboration between Alec Rubin, Bradley Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars, and Ernesto Perez Querio of EPC Cigar. They collaborated to make a magnificent, medium-bodied, very nice rich cigar. It is the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Rich, little spice, little cedar, little nuttiness on the palate, a beautiful cigar. The first of 12 fantastic monthly selections in 2020 for the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, join now. $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars delivered to you each month. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join now. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Ah, Willie Nelson. Little whiskey, little Mary J. Juana, and he is good to go. We celebrate National Bourbon Heritage Month with our Cigar Dave Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. Tommy Diadio, Tommy D. of Davidoff uh, and Corona Cigars in Orlando, as well as Sommelier Dave, our special guests as we conduct our mega tasting. We also have two libations, a black Manhattan, and an old-fashioned that we'll be enjoying. Next up, we're going to enjoy some Blanton's Single Barrel. Now, Tommy, you are a big Buffalo Trace distillery fan. I like Buffalo Mm -hmm. Trace. People don't realize the number of brands that come out of the Buffalo Trace distillery. One of them is Blanton's Single Barrel, a very unique, looks like a barrel with a racehorse right on the top. Very unique bottle. This actually changed the history of bourbon. So, um, Elmer T. Lee did, uh, he was hired by Albert B. Blanton back in the day. He passed away, I think, five years ago. Mm-hmm. He came out with the first single barrel to honor Albert B. Blanton, which gave you, changed the market, and everybody does single barrels now. The horse, if you take, it spells Blanton's, and there are two ends, and you put them on the racetrack, it is a horse race. Most people don't realize. Wait, say that again. You take the horses, and you put it in pegs. B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S, and it's from start to finish oh, I of see. a horse. Oh, I see. There's like a, a, a board yep. that you can yep. use. Yep, and the S is the, the jockey with his hands up. 
Ah, interesting. And there is two ends. Most people don't realize there's two different ends. Very unique. Now, Corona Cigar and Davidoff, you have been a very, with Jeff Borshowitz, Mm -hmm. very, very big on buying single barrels Mm -hmm. and uh, making them available for consumers that want a spirit in the stores, three stores in Orlando, and the one, the Davidoff here in Tampa. And I remember Jeff a number of years ago. I'm visiting him at his uh, office, and in front of him, he's got four roses. He's got about eight different yeah. spirits to taste. And he said, here, sit down. And the good thing I wasn't driving back to Tampa. I was staying overnight very close by. And it was early in the afternoon, so I was there for a while. And he said, just take some sips. I'm trying to narrow it down. And I said, all right, out of the eight, I like these three. And I narrowed it down to two. And then I said, Jeff, I keep coming back to this one. He goes, that's the exact same one that I come back with. And, of course, once they got the barrel, he sent me a bottle. But you are very active. I mean, yeah. how many barrels do you purchase a year for the three Corona stores and the Davidoff store and lounge here in Tampa? Well, with Brown Foreman alone, I, last year we did 13. That's just one portfolio. Buffalo Trace is 10. So I think we buy 50 to 60 barrels of bourbon a year. We can't even go up there. We, we have the samples mailed to us. Four but roses. you were just up there at Four Roses. I, I went you? to, actually, I went to Willett, Willett right. Peerless, and Woodford, and then we went to Wild Turkey with... Uh, Jeff and everybody. So, Mighty Eight, Dave, you are familiar with the single barrel. We've done, actually, I've done in association with Breakthrough Beverage and Brown uh, Foreman and, Brown Forman and uh, Jack ABC Daniels. Wine. Mm-hmm. Right. We did a Jack Daniels special Cigar Dave Alpha Selection that sold out. They were going to put it in, I think, about 15 stores. I don't think it made it past the second store. Mm-hmm. No, Two stores, did. and we sold them out. Yeah. And we're, gonna, we want, we're talking about doing that again. And I really wanted something that would go nicely with a nice medium-flavored cigar, mm-hmm. not too much sizzle, just perfect. I think it's, what, 12000 for a barrel? Depends on, depends distillery. on the yield. Oh, right. Okay. There's, what, like 280 bombs? Some of them are 5,000, 500. Some usually of them are 15,000, but usually right, five yeah. to 9,000. I, I think the one we picked was about 10,000, 11,000. It was about... 40 cases, yeah. six packs. Jack, right. you know, it's pretty high. Right, and I still have a couple of bottles left over but on that. Yeah, even though this is a single barrel, it's our single barrel. We picked this barrel, this unique flavor. I'm definitely getting the aroma, just some nice notes of vanilla. Caramel. And caramel, I was going to say that also. A little bit of the wood on the end. Now it says, this bourbon whiskey dumped on 4919 from barrel number 22, stored in warehouse H on rick number 42, individually selected, filtered, bottled by hand, 93 proof. All Blanton's is warehouse H. And the problem with Blanton's is why you don't see much of it in the U.S. is when bourbon wasn't hot, before the people that bought Sazerac right now, they borrowed money from um, a Japanese company, and they didn't want repayment. They own the majority of Blanton's. So that's why oh, you nice. find the blacks, the greens, right. the burgundies outside, the straight from the barrel, all outside right. the U.S. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And I can tell you, this is smooth. Oh, yeah. Mm. Nice sipping whiskey. It's yeah. probably the number one sought-after bourbon. Right Not a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, just a tad bit of spice on the back. Definite vanilla. Mm-hmm. A little caramel. And I'm getting a little bit of just a touch of maple. Mm-hmm. But very nice. Besides Pappy Van Winkle, Blanton's is what people look for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very pleasant. This is very nice. Uh, so how much would a bottle like this go for? It's supposed to go for like 52, but most people are marking it up from 69.95 to 99.95 because they don't get enough of it, and they might as well make money off of it instead of secondary market selling it. Yep. Fabulous. Very, very nice. Next, we've got the Blantons. Oh, correction, we've got, we did the Blantons. I'm still stuck on Blantons because it was so good. Yep. Next, we've got Eagle Rare Single Barrel. Now, this is Tommy, a, this I'm is a, a big t- fan. This is a 10-year-old, and the 10 is on the back. 
It never came off. They just put it on the back. Originally, it was not a single barrel. It was a 101 proof. Well, and I'll tell you, this is one of my favorites because it's smooth. I will say cheers. Mm -hmm. Nice aroma, a little citrus. Another one of our picks. Oh, this is smooth. Yes. Getting a little bit of rye notes. You got rye. Yeah, it's a rye. It's a rye. It's a, a, it's a rye. It is a, a rye. Spicy, little sweetness, mm -hmm. but pleasant. Again, in the med medium category, yep. not overpowering. All right, so we have got seven different bourbons and American whiskeys we've tasted. We got a whole bunch more as National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers continue next hour on the Cigar Dave Show. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Day. September, one of my favorite months. Why? Well, first up, the National Football League begins competitive play. Not that garbage that is served to us in August, that preseason nonsense. So we have football, NFL and college. National Bourbon Heritage Month. We celebrate American whiskeys, bourbons, and we get to do a mega tasting. And as well, during the month, I taste numerous bourbons and speak to many great distillers and tasters that we feature on our shows. And lastly, the weather begins to turn as the autumnal equinox is upon us. Fall is here. And in Florida, that means the humidity starts dropping. The temperatures get a little cooler. And those of you in the rest of the country, the Northeast, the Midwest, the Pacific Northwest, the leaves change. Fall has arrived. We celebrate appropriately. The General and your commanding Alpha Male-in-Chief front and center today from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. We have moved the Ford Theater of Operations for our Cigar Dave National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers. We have got 23 different bourbons on the list. We have sampled seven so, for, so far. And before we begin tasting some other bourbons and American whiskeys, we are going to go with a spirit. But first, let me introduce our guests. We have Somalier Dave Cavanis, our resident Somalier. Somalier Dave, I was just thinking about this. I'm trying. You've been on coming on now. What about 16, 17 years? Well, it goes back to Y2K, and I think the You're year right. before that. So this is like my 18th, 19th. That's year right. That's exactly right. We started, had Darlene on, your yeah, former uh, colleague. And Rick Langenbacher. That's we right. We started out doing Chardonnays. That's exactly right. That was right. our first show was a Chardonnay show. That's right. And then we went into sparkling wine and champagnes, yeah. and then we just kept expanding, and we always have a great time, and we've got oh, fun. Tommy Diadio, but today is known as Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio <laughs> for the Elmer T. Lee that we'll be enjoying. 
Tommy is the general manager of the Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa and also the senior executive vice president of spirits procurement for the three Corona cigar stores in Orlando and the Davidoff of Geneva Store Lounge here in Tampa. And as always, Tommy adds a very important element because, Tommy, one of the things that Jeff Borshowitz, the owner of Corona, and you take pride in, you have probably, I believe, the largest selection of spirits probably anywhere, I would say, not only in the state, but could be the southeast. But here's what's great. You do a lot of your own single barrels that you select, Mm -hmm. which are very unique. But not only do you have the super expensive, very rare, and a special cabinet, but you have more of the moderate price spirits that you can't find. I mean, I'm looking at the Delmores that you have, and you've got Elmer T. Lee. We've got Eagle uh, Rare. We've got uh, Blanton's. I mean, Elijah. you got everything here. Mm Mm-hmm. We so, try to give you a big selection there. Right. And the fact is many bars would say, we don't need all this selection. But that's what makes it so unique. Great cigar selection, incredible spirit selection yeah. as well. Yes, and you travel is. up to Kentucky on a regular basis and select the yeah. barrels. Not as much as I like, but. Well, I'm waiting for Jeff <coughs> to invite me on the next mm-hmm. trip so that uh, I can give my two cents. Steve Sacco wants to come, too, so we should all go. He brings the cigars, yes. then we'll invite him. Sounds great. All right, so we have left off. We started off with the Buffalo Trace White Dog and the Hudson Whiskey New York Corn. Those are what is considered moonshine or the white lightning, the white dogs. The reason is it is the raw distillate, clear distillate, before or the bourbon before it actually goes into the charred oak barrels and ages. So you get a different taste experience. We tried the Cooper's Craft, a very moderately priced, mild uh, uh, bourbon from Brown Foreman. The Dry Fly Washington Wheat from the Pacific Northwest, very smooth, sweet, very, very balanced, nice. The Michter's Toasted Barrel, which I really enjoyed. Unique taste, again, top shelf. Then we had the Blanton's Single Barrel, a lot of notes of some clove and some spice, sweetness. Then we had the Eagle Rare Single Barrel, incredibly smooth. Now we're going to go to the Elmer T. Lee, which also comes to us from Buffalo Trace, correct? correct? Big Buffalo Trace fan, why? Everybody wants their bourbon, so my actually my favorite still is Four Roses. Four Roses, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Why yes. is Four Roses your favorite? I just I love their bourbons. I love the multiple. I think they got the 10 mash bolts. I, I like how they just blend stuff together when they do their limited editions. Well, it's interesting because the first single barrel that I ever had that Jeff gave yeah, me from was our Corona, first one we did. Was that was the first one. When nobody wanted it. Exactly, and we've had Jim Rutledge on many, yeah, many and now times. now it's um, Brad Elliott. He's a new master distiller. He's the master distiller. And Rutledge is doing his own bourbon now, Cream of Kentucky. I did not know that. So we'll have to, we'll have to talk to him about Creme de Kentucky. Yes. Got to make it sound fancy. Yes, Creme of Kentucky. Creme, la Creme de Kentucky. Very, very nice. Now you're going to make me want to break out singing my old Kentucky home one more time. All right, so next up we're going to, before we get into the Elmer T. Lee. Oh, we're going to do the cocktail first? Let's do the cocktail. Now, okay. Tommy, it is my understanding that in addition to being the Senior Executive mm-hmm. VP of Spirits Procurement and the GM here at the Davidoff Store and Lounge, you're also a Master at master Flavors. Master Mixologist. Yes, Master of Flavors. Master of Flavors. Mm-hmm. All right, now tell me we've got a black Manhattan. What this makes is, this different from a regular Manhattan? You take the uh, sweet vermouth out and you put in an Amara. And Which is what? Well, it's a digestivo. It's bitter-based digestivo found mainly in Central Europe. Yeah. Italy is known for them. A digestivo. Yeah, digestive. Oh, digestive. This right. is, digestive. This okay. is coming back now, and it's an 1860 cocktail is when it's been created. And this is served in a nice 
bourbon glass. Well, it's using a martini glass. I put it in a bourbon glass. I like this better. Glass. This is more more masculine. So more it's alpha. still got the cherry. You just take the sweet vermouth out to the bitters. Now, is this the cherry, the special cherry? Yes, these. Yeah, the Woodford. So we'll talk about that. But actually, let's talk about it now, Sommelier Dave. Because Dan O'Connor, our good friend from Breakthrough Beverage, said, I got a bottle of Woodford Reserve mm-hmm. cherries that you have to try that I'm going to send this with Sommelier Dave. Yeah, they've been aged in Woodford Reserve. Mm-hmm. And they're great for cocktails, oh desserts, mm. salads, and in marinades. Very nice, very delicious. Delicious. Wow. Mm. Now, I should tell you, that's different than a regular maraschino cherry. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as sweet, but a lot of sweetness. A lot of not flavor. No, oh, yeah, it's not like you're getting drinking Woodford <clears throat> Reserve. But well. you could have about a hundred of those things. Sure, that's the danger. I don't really like maraschino cherries because no, of their sweetness. Yeah. They're like candied. This was delicious. This is yeah. almost like a Bing cherry. Yes. Well, in certain situations, cherries can be very Fun. pleasant. Yeah. Yes. So we'll say cheers. Hoo ha. Mm. Wow. Now, what'd you make this? Tell us the ingredients one this more time. This is uh, two ounces of Four Roses, our single barrel, one hundred and twenty proof, an ounce of Four Amara. Three dashes of Agnostora bitters, stirred, strained into a glass, and topped off with a cherry. Very nice. If I had a spoon, I'd take that cherry out That's of there. That's actually, I used the Luxero on that one. That's sweeter than that. Mm. Now, I'll tell you, this is, to me, it's not overly sweet. No. So this is a nice alpha libation. <clears throat> and what's more popular, the old-fashioned or old Manhattan? Old-fashioned, by old far. Old-fashioned, by yeah, far. Yeah, that's what brought everything back. Yeah, the back. Sazerac has died. They were doing Sazerac for a while, but the old-fashioned, we sell... By the end of the year, we'll go through five barrels of bourbon through the Manhattan. I mean, the old fashioned just in the Tampa store. Absolutely delicious. We go through tons of it. Nice job, Tommy. The mm-hmm. Black Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And we'll have all the recipes as well as our tasting notes and the listing mm-hmm. of all the 23 bourbons and American whiskeys at cigardave.com. So you can take a printed PDF uh, sheet. Write to your retailer and see the tasting notes and, and uh, pick whatever bourbon you'd like. And one of the suggestions I make. Get about a dozen, 15 people over. Yeah. Throw some steaks on the grill or <clears throat> some Salem's hot dogs or ribs. Have everybody kick in 20 bucks. You get 15 yeah. people, you got 300 bucks. Oh, yeah. You can go out and buy four or five bottles yeah. and do a nice vertical tasting. Yeah. And that's the thing. You've got to compare. You can't just taste one. You have to compare it to other things. And one of the things we're going to compare now, since we've already had seven, is the Elmer T. Lee yeah. made at the or distilled yeah. at the Buffalo Trace Factory. Tell me about this. I consider him one of the most modern people to re- change the face of bourbon because he created the single barrel. He changed the Eagle Rare to a single barrel. So then he came up with the, something he liked to drink a lot, which was a sour mash, which is basically the fermentation of an old. Usually it's about 20%. They'll lead right. in after they rack it off right. to go into the, uh, the new one. bottling and all. Oh, wait, so explain so that one more so time. So they take 20% of the, the mash. The mash bill, they'll leave still yeah. in oh, the, the fermenter. Yes. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> and then they'll add all the new water, yeast. Correct. Uh, so you've got a little old distillate. And new. And then new. That's the, Very easy, little that's the simple way of explaining right. it, and that's okay. the correct way. And that's what a sour mash is. Yes. Sour so mash. it's not necessarily sour. That's no. just what they call no. it. All right, and so we'll say cheers on this. And it's a single barrel. Now, on the aroma on this, getting a little almost orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be you'll get from orange. The, the barrel. Yeah. Whoa. Just now so this dangerous smooth. Dangerous smooth, definite sizzle on the way down, but it doesn't linger. No. It's peppery sizzle on the way down. Now, there's something called the Kentucky Chew. 
where when you taste bourbon, yep. I can't remember which uh, distiller. Was it uh, they, Jimmy? It's probably Jimmy Russell because Jimmy all Russell. the people from Wild Turkey It was it. Jimmy Russell. It's called the Kentucky Chew. Chew it in chew. your mouth. Because we've had Jimmy on. He said, what you <clears> do is you put it in your mouth like this. Mm-hmm. Chew. Put mm-hmm. the liquid in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Of course. Smack your lips, you get, bring that yeah, air, and you get oh, the alcohol you and your whole palate. Oh yeah, and I'm getting right on the front of the. On the I on got the it too. It was like a little sweetness yeah. Ooh, up there. Sweetness and sizzle yeah, at the same it was time. Very good. So this, I would say, is more on the medium, medium plus in terms of flavor strength. Definite notes, I would say, of uh, pepper, a lot of spice, with that sizzle that hits the back mm-hmm. and dissipates rather quickly. So not a lot of warmth, but definite sizzle. Next up. We move to Woodford Reserve for the Woodford Reserve and the Woodford Double Barrel. Now, Samadhi Dave, Woodford Reserve we featured at one of our Pleasure Fests. We had the ambassador. They brought the big, remember they had that big thing showing their sure. their mash, what yep. they right. use? What yep. The actual mash bill was. Yeah. The bottle. They've been doing, right. doing this from 1812. <clears throat> this distillery was created out there. And then during Prohibition, they did medical Sales, mm-hmm. so you could still get it with the doctor's prescription for medicinal purposes medicinal only. <coughs> purposes, so really nice ninety point four percent or proof. It's going to be clean. You're going to get some honey amber off of it. It's going to be really rich with dry fruits, and it's going to be at the end rich and chewy, round, smooth, complex as citrus, <coughs> cinnamon, and coca. Definitely getting on the nose. I'm trying to picture it. I'm trying to identify it. Maybe some mint. Some sweetness. Yeah, a little minty almost. And oranges. It's the yeah. only uh, single barrel that we do that you have to take two barrels and you blend them together to make your barrel. Now so this you take two different barrels. Now, this is nice. Not a lot of warmth. Nice flavor on it. Now, this is an, a 90 proof, yeah. which is it's a high yeah. proof, <laughs> but yeah, don't let are. the proof scare you away. No. That's a low proof for bourbon 90. Mm. Wow. Definite orange, almost a little lemon. They've won Very a lot smooth. of awards since 1999, <clears throat> all the way up to yeah. last year. Now, they t- I remember they told us what's unique about their mash bill. I can't remember. They have corn, and I think they smooth it out with, uh, I don't know if they have wheat in there or no, not. They just did, no, they just it's did their wheat first now. Right. First we did. But very, very pleasant. Now, mm-hmm. the Woodford Reserve, the master distiller is Chris Morris, who's the same master distiller as Old Forster. Yes. Now, the Old right. Forster, a definite fuller <coughs> flavor profile oh, yeah. that we will get to. Now we go into the Woodford Reserve double mm-hmm. oak double barrel oak. finish select. So what they usually do is, once you've distilled it in the one oak barrel, because for it to be called a bourbon, you have to use a brand new oak barrel. That's correct. So they put the juice back into a brand new toasted oak barrel. So it gets double oaked. <clears throat> double oak. So we'll see. Now, again, we're tasting these back to back. So we'll have a really good idea of how they mm-hmm. differ. We'll say cheers. Little different flavor complexion, almost more woodiness on the nose. When you look at the color, it's going to be a lot darker yes. than the regular Woodford. Definitely getting more wood flavor, mm-hmm. almost that wood mustiness. You're gonna, on the it's going to be more full body. Definitely too. more full body. Definitely. Going to be creamy. You're going to get a long finish <clears> off <throat> of this. Definite. A little Under- bit of warmth. Not a lot of sizzle, but just enough. No, you get some caramel, hazelnut, apple on the uh, taste of it on the palate. Now, I like the regular Woodford Reserve better. I just think a little smoother for my palate. Yeah. But this for people that want a little bit more sizzle, fuller flavored cigar. Yeah. Want to eat a nice uh, Cajun meal? The Woodford Reserve Double Oak is the way to go. All right, so now we have sampled a total of 10 different bourbons and American whiskeys. 
We have 13 to go. We'll hit them all. Plus, we've got to have an old-fashioned as well as we continue National Bourbon Heritage Month. Cigar Day Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers front and center. You, you need to add some alpha to your Facebook news feed. By following The General, you'll get the latest intel in the world of cigars, info on the show each week, and see what The General is smoking. Click like at Facebook.com slash Cigar Dave. The General Front and Center. Why are we running an encore presentation today of bourbon tasting maneuvers from last September? Very simple. I picked up a terrible upper respiratory infection, got through the show last week, but uh, my respiratory infection has led to a bronchitis. So I'm trying to get this thing wiped out. It's going around. Talk to numerous people that are getting whacked by this thing. So I'm trying to get rid of this thing so that next week we are 100% for Super Snacks. For Super Bowl, we'll be joined by Colonel Ange in the Pooch Pit. Some great super snack recommendations to enjoy the big game. Also next week, some big news from the Premium Cigar Association front. Cretec International, which owns Ventura Cigar, also they're a very large wholesaler. They have announced they are pulling out of the 2020 PCA convention mid-July. That is now the top five booth exhibitors Altadas USA, Drew Estate, General Cigar, Davidoff, and now Cretec International that have pulled out. So that does not bode well for the Premium Cigar Association. I will talk about that. Many of the family-owned cigar companies have expressed support for the PCA. Arturo Fuente, J.C. Newman, Lito Gomez of La Flor Dominicana. But it remains to be seen what happens. We'll have more next week. Also, at the World Economic Conference in Davos, Switzerland, where all the elite, the global elite, get together. Greta Thunberg, how dare you? How dare you ruin the climate for all of us? More pandering and more worries and more warnings of climate catastrophe. Her speech, we'll talk about that. We've got some great sound bites. And President Trump was beautiful. He said, hey, we're not going to succumb to the people of doom and gloom. And we're proud that America is now the number one energy producer in the country. So we've got a ton of stuff next week. I hope to be back at 100% for Super Snacks for Super Bowl. Small shack in Kentucky, I've lived most of my life. And I do things my own way, I don't take no one's advice. I'm a simple man, an honest man, I get along just fine. When times are tough, I got three things that help me every time. Got guns and bourbon, see me. Of course, the enemies of pleasure are melting down right now. They're going into convulsions. Everything we enjoy, bourbon, whiskey, guns, cigars, steak, oh, they are rolling over right now, but screw them. We could care less because as alpha males and those of us that enjoy Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers, we could care less what anybody thinks. We're going to still fire up our grills. We're going to still drive our SUVs. We're going to shoot off our guns, of course, at ranges and only for protection. 
We're going to enjoy our cigars. We're going to enjoy our meat, our ribs, our spirits. As Lee Corsa would say, life is good. Rejoined by Tommy Lee Diadio, <laughs> Elmer Tommy Lee Diadio, uh, or should I say E.T. Lee Diadio, <laughs> Tommy D. of Davidoff, and, uh, Davidoff Store and Lounge in Tampa and the Corona Cigar Stores in Orlando, Sommelier Dave. We've got uh, about, what, 13 more bourbons that we have to get to. Let's go to this next one. Now, this is unique. The Pinhook Straight Bourbon. This looks like a wine bottle. I mean, I almost feel yeah. like I should be drinking Chardonnay out of this thing. So what happened here was a, a bunch of investors bought the old castle where E.H. Taylor used to be made. It's called Castle and Key now. And these are all their horses on their farm, and it shows when they were born, their hands. And they hired a female master still. I can't think of her name right now, but uh, she actually recreated a mash bill from EHDR from the 1920s and laid that bourbon down, and Jimmy Rutledge helped them laid it down too. So Pinhook Straight Bourbon <coughs> Whiskey. This is from Bourbon Country. The horse Pinhook, 15.3 hands, color sex, brown, it says C, so that's a Colt, mm -hmm. I would assume. Crop of 2018. Yep. Now, this is interesting. Alcohol by volume, 57.65%, 115.3%. That's proof. their barrel proof. Wow. So, well, the aroma, I'm getting a lot of citrus notes on here. Orange. This is a three-year-old, so they're <coughs> starting to, right, eventually we'll say, they'll have six and eights out. We'll say cheers. 115. i got to be careful on this. It's smooth. It's mm -hmm. you would never know it was one fifteen. Got some. There's definitely some warmth that lingers on the way down. Definitely getting some maple, almost some mm -hmm. oakiness to it. Mm -hmm. Definitely right? notice the wood, but this yeah. is not one that you want to sit. Well, this is straight up. And there's sniff. a little th problem with Pinnock right now. Right now they're buying from MGP, but I'm buying. We're looking at doing maybe a barrel with them, and it's a four year old, and it's out of the distillery, and it it um. It tastes different when it's in Kentucky. So they're buying this from Indiana. Now, MGP is uh, MGP Industries. They bought the old Seagram's yeah. Distillery. Massive. Just outside of Cincinnati. Largest, actually, distiller in the country. Mm -hmm. So many labels and boutique brands that you see use what we call the juice. Bullet. Bullet. Use the juice West. from MGP. Well, they that actually is correct. use the distillery, mm -hmm. but a lot of them give them their own recipe. Well, that's because yeah. I just yeah. Templeton well, does the same thing. Right. Templeton does the same thing. They Th give that's the recipe. correct. And now there's been a big controversy because people said, "Well, wait a minute. It says distilled by High West. No, it was distilled by somebody it else." Says Indiana. And you, so that. now what they say is distilled. <laughs> they don't even say distilled Four. by. They just say bottled by yep. or distributed right. by. Yep. So they avoid any confusion. Right. All right, so the pin hook, very interesting. What would a bottle of that go for? That's about 55 And you don't see that at, at very many retail very stores. very rare. Yeah. Extremely rare. But very pleasant, definitely fuller. You get a lot of requests for that, Tommy? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And you're really educating a lot of people that may not be familiar with yeah. some of these boutique brands about these new brands. Yeah. Outstanding. All right. So we have got now only... Two segments to go. A half an hour of our Cigar Dave National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers. We've got, I think, 11 to go. And an old-fashioned, we trudge right ahead. Can't wait. Check out the all-new CigarDave.com. Get info on the cigars and libations the general enjoys during the show. Get recipes from the pooch pit and drink cocktails, too. You can listen to the show on our 24-7 stream or download the latest podcast to listen to anytime. Get it all at CigarDave.com.
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. How long I've been on? When you're drinking... When you're drinking, the show looks good to you. When you're drinking, you get stinking. It helps your point of view. The great Dean Martin. But when you're sober, the skies all seem gray. When you're sober, Life's a thing, so keep drinking. That's what I'm thinking, cause it's what I love to do. Well, if Dean insists, we'll continue National Bourbon Heritage Month, Cigar Dave Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers, and we've been drinking. We have sampled so far 10 bourbons and spirits and American whiskeys. And now we're going to hit number 11 with Samadier Dave and Tommy D, Tommy Diadio of uh, the Davidoff Store and Lounge and Corona Stores in Orlando. Few Bourbon, F-E-W. W. What does that stand for, Samadier Dave? Uh, Few, F-E-W, stands for the people that started it back in 2011. Paul Hellenic, who is in Illinois, outside of Chicago. That was their name they gave the... Uh, the distillery. Sergeant Steve, we had them on, didn't we? Yes, we had one of the uh, one yeah, of the I don't founders know what yeah. the actual FEW would stand for. But interesting. So this is their few <coughs> FEW bourbon, bourbon which wins a lot of from awards Grain for them. Artisan Spirit, 93 proof. Tell me about this. So what you're going to get is a really nice, soft finish in oak. You're going to get some cherries, rich caramel, wood and burnt brown sugar on the nose. The uh, taste should give you a really nice corn spice up front. Caramel and vanilla. Now it's a three-grain bourbon recipe. Right. They infuse generation uh, 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 generations of Southern tradition. They say with a spiciness of Northern rye and a touch of malt or smoothness. So and you're going to get small batches. Corn, rye, yeah. malted barley. And you know what? I'm getting a little of that barley notes yeah. on right. the uh, on the nose. We'll say cheers. It's probably a little younger. Very young. Yes. But they're winning some really yeah. nice awards. Mm-hmm. It's sharp. It's got yeah. some sharpness yeah. to it. It is young. Take another sip here. 
Yeah, needs a little more aging. Another but year. if you like another year, if you need if you like the sharpness, I'm not getting a lot of woodiness to it. Just a very very sharp taste profile. Next up, Wood. Old Forster. Old now Forster. we had Jackie Zykin, who is the master taster, mm-hmm. on uh, last week. We had her for the entire second hour. Very fascinating. We talked in depth about Old Forster and one of the spirits she mentioned, the Old Forster 1910. Is that the one that started, Steve? She said was incredibly popular and selling out. Or yep. Yes, the 1920. Yeah. Yes. 1910. We, we totally sold 1920 out. 1920s popular, but 19 was right. Released, she said was went through the yep. roof. So we made sure we had the 1910 yeah. and 1920 on this tasting. So Samadier, Dave, do the honors, please. What you had was a fire on the bottling line, and it halted the production of Old Forester. Mature whiskey ready to bottle instead was stored in a secondary barrel. Mm-hmm. So here again, just like how they did with Woodford, they took new charred oak barrels, took the whiskey out of the ones that were mm-hmm. around the fire, put them in the secondary barrels, and then it created this beautiful yeah. whiskey. So what happened was the barrels almost burned, so they almost fell apart. So right. it gave an extra char. So they recreated that method from the fire from Duluth. Interesting. Now 93 this, proof. Now, I'm just the notes that the aroma... <laughs> Notes I'm getting on my nose here mm-hmm. on the aroma. Some buttercream, yeah. possibly. Yeah, a yeah. little butterscotch. Yeah. A little bit of citrus. Could have cedar, mm. apricot. The cedar is what I'm getting. A lot of that woody, woody type of notes. So we'll say cheers and we'll taste this. Your taste is going to be real smooth, well rounded. Oh, yeah. A little sweet oatmeal raisin, possibly. A little raisiny, little spice, little sizzle, little warmth. Big difference from the few that's oh, yeah. young. Oh, yeah. You can yes. tell this is yeah. properly Matured. aged. Oh, yeah. And Very nice. On the finish, you're going to get charred oak, which will lead to a really nice, clean spice. It is spicy. Very, very nice. I can see why this sold out. They call it the Old Forster 1910 Old Fine Whiskey. So their mash bill is 70% corn, 18% rye, and 12% malted barley. Mm-hmm. So the rye gives a little bit of that the sizzle, spiciness and the maltiness and softens it up. Now, suggested retail for a bottle, somebody, Dave? Uh very inexpensive, fifty-six dollars. Okay, Summer now fifty-five. Now that's not a limited run. It's just it was. It's no, sold it, out is quick. it is a limited. It is a limited. Run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we have the old Forster nineteen twenty prohibition. Prohibition style, they call mm-hmm. it. So Correct. why does this differ? Why do they call it prohibition style? Well, because in nineteen nineteen, when prohibition was enacted, the old Forster people went and sought after a ability to produce it medicinally so you could go to your doctor and the doctor that they used in Louisville was Dr. Forster he would write out a prescription for you to have a drab about six times a day for medicine purposes and this is an ad honor but after you he gave you the medicinal whiskey yeah. his name was changed to Dr. Feelgood yeah. so they, get, they they recreated <laughs> the mash bill from the 1920s all right, now the aroma on the uh, on the nose here, a little bit flatter. Not not. I'm not getting a lot of that fruitiness, more of a no. woodiness to it. But let me say cheers, and we'll take a sip. Well, it's a single barrel entity. Woo! A little bit fire, more spice. Fire in the hole. A lot more spice. Major spice. Major fire going down. Major sizzle. What do you think, Tommy? Both of them are very good. I like the, the 1920s, a little softer. Mm-hmm. So, Somalia Dave, I'm going to take the 1920. This is, to me, a little bit too fiery as it goes you down. You mean the 1910? You, you want, want the 1910. 
Oh, no, 1910. Yeah, yeah. 1920, yeah. you can take. Yeah, I'll take the 1910. Now, this is 115 proof, so you definitely notice right, the, the sizzle. The heat. Yeah, right. no question about it. Uh, suggested retail for a bottle? Uh, it's going to be the same. It's going to be around uh, 55 to $60, depending on where you live. All right, now we go to Samadhi, or we go to Tommy D. Some of my favorites. Shanks Kentucky Sour Mash mm-hmm. Whiskey, and they call it Shanks Homestead. Yeah. Mixers. Oh, this is part for mixers. Yes. Well, this is the original distiller. Mm-hmm. Tomas Shank in 1753 was one of the largest wheat or rye farmers outside of Philadelphia. So with the extra rye that he had that he didn't turn into bread or whatever, he made into whiskey. This Washington was- came and bought some of this whiskey so that he could then fund the Continental Army. This is their sour mash like Elmer T. Lee. 1753 is when, is this when was, it started. It so started, they consider right. themselves the actual this first one. whiskey distiller. Let's raise a, a, yep. a glass to Shanks and to the great George Washington for being able to fight the Brits. Mick the Brit has never been able to get over it since. This so went, we say cheers. Here, here. <laughs> this went from retail last, last year from like 40-something dollars up to... 80. Yeah, it's 78. I have it, written here. It doubled $80. In this one year. is smooth. Mm-hmm. Very good. Wow. Let me take another sip here. Honey, cherry oak. Mm-hmm. It's nutty orange zest. Honey, cherry. A little bit of oakiness, but not much. I'm getting a lot of that, almost like a, a cherry-like mm-hmm. flavor mm-hmm. with some nice warmth, but not overpowering warmth. It's got a great mouthfeel. Five-star selection. Off, wait, wait, no doubt. Light smokiness on it. Now, this is limited. Yep, this, Very, these are mine. He if, couldn't pull these samples. Yeah, if you can find it, buy it. This one is better. This is a true bourbon. So, Shanks, this comes out, what, once a year? Once a year. Oh, they yeah. make about eight to ten barrels of that. Yeah. They do about eight barrels of Bumburgers a year, sometimes six. So this is from the same distillery? Yes, Bumburgers. Well, is it, it morphed from Shanks, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> Abraham Bromberger bought the distillery mm-hmm. in 1860. So from 18, or 1753 mm-hmm. to 1860, Shanks had it. Then from 1860s through the 50s, it was Abraham Bromberger. So my grandfather, Cigar Abe. So they both shared something in common. And this wonder- was all in Pennsylvania. So they were making these two whiskeys in Pennsylvania. Abraham's sons, Michael and Peter, he put the two names together, and that's where Michter's comes in. Say and then, that one more time. Michael and Peter. Interesting. Michters, yeah. Blended. That's Michters. Ah. Oh. And then it went defunct due to prohibition and everything. And Chatham Imports was able to buy it up. This, yeah. And then took it to Louisville where great bourbon is made. Because they wanted are, to make great the, bourbon. These two are probably sitting in liquor stores all over the place that nobody knows, knows what right. they are. And they walk oh, right by them. Goodness. And I've got to, I'm going to definitely go You won't find them in Florida because all the whiskey societies pilfered them. But you might be able to find them in Buffalo. I will I'm find them. Leave it to me. And again, yeah. a unique bottle, almost like a wine bottle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just 108 proof on this. The aroma yeah. on this, interesting. I'm getting a little bit of mintiness on here. Mm-hmm. Almost a minty, almost a weedy, minty type of aroma. We'll say cheers. Delicious flavors. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some of the caramel really good. of it. You're going to get a lingering oh. finish on Choose it. Also. small batch. A little spicier yeah. than... Well. The sour mash. Shanks. Yeah, it's a sour mash. The other the one. The sour smooth. mash really makes a difference. Yeah. It smooths it out. This has a little bit more more sizzle to it, but not overpowering. We take one more. A lot of a lot of heat on this. Mm. <clears throat> little sweetness, zesty is what I would call it. Very very nice. All right. Next up, we've got 
Kentucky Owl Bourbon. Kentucky I, like, Owl. I like what it says on the label, Wise Man's bur uh, oh, yeah. Bourbon with an Owl on here. Mm -hmm. This is batch number eight. So tell me about this, Tommy. This one actually is part of Dave's. but oh, yeah. Dave oh it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been, we're down to the fifth generation on this. Dixon Deadman's family started this back in the 1800s, and Prohibition, again, killed the brand. So it was his father, and now he, the fifth generation, has started it. It's in the uh, Haroldsburg area of Kentucky. And Stoli bought them, right? Stolichnai is now mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. control of the production Wait, of it all. You're telling me Russians now mm -hmm. own Kentucky else? Mm -hmm. Let's Ukrainians. call Mr. <laughs> Mueller immediately begin investigation. <laughs> Very suspicious. The, 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 Illusion. The, the retail on this is too much. Well, These? this is $175. How much? No, not this one. Well, this is batch eight. You ain't buying that for $175. It's over 200 bucks. Is it really? Yeah, well, that's... Everybody now, marks it up. You, you ain't finding that for under 230 Almost like a sweet aroma on the nose. I'll say cheers. Yeah, you're going to get For gardenia, 200 I can't wait to smell this. Banana bread, toasty mm -hmm. sourdough. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Banana bread. Now, I will tell you, I would not pay $200 for this. Wow. To me. It's a lot. The new one's 300 retail. I wouldn't pay. Well. So when I was at the distillery staying at the Beaumont Inn, I had a glass, <clears> and I paid $60 yeah. for a let drink. Let me explain to you this to, one. To, well, let me just say, to me, this is... I'm not getting a lot of fruitiness. I'm getting no. a lot of heat and a lot of sizzle. It's dry. See that, Bartstown? Definitely yep. dry. There's a couple things in Bartstown where you're buying old bourbon from. 1792 and Heaven Hill. That's where this is coming from. From Heaven Hill? Or 1792, no. actually, most of it's coming from. 1792. Coming from 1792. Well, I can tell you, this to me is not complex. It's very one-dimensional, just a lot of sizzle, not a lot of fruitiness with some warmth. So not a five-star selection. I would not pay $175 or $200 for the Kentucky Owl Bourbon. All right. Last one in this segment, Peerless Bourbon. Unique-looking bottle. Great family. Corky Taylor, fourth generation. His son, Carson Taylor, <coughs> yep. fifth generation, is running it. Corky's great-grandfather came over from Poland, mm -hmm. spent all of his money and got into Louisville, Kentucky, and then eventually owned a bank. Yeah. And then eventually took that bank, made a ton of money, went to Chicago and started one of the most unique hotels in Chicago. Yeah. Used to sip whiskey with Al Capone and all that. And they make Peerless in Kentucky. This great, is great really story. a great story and all that. If you go to Louisville and go to their <coughs> distillery, Interesting. phenomenal. And this is one you won't see in the stores, really. Well, now you they are. don't make enough. They just started their yeah. production back up. So non-chill filtered. It says strictly sweet mash, no water added. Barrel proof, so no royal added. They don't no. cut it at we all. We did barrels of this. I might give you one. You might? We shared it with Burns. It's called Beef and Leaf. Beef and Leaf. I like that. Love all right. It. We'll say cheers. Aroma on this. Definite uh, notes of sweetness just on the aroma. Bright honey, vanilla yep. honey. flavor. Cinnamon. Mm -hmm. Cinnamon. Going to get that from that barrel. Now, to me, I'm getting cinnamon on the Cinnamon. Yep. Smooth. Now, barrel strength, but this is incredibly smooth. Now, this is worth 150 bucks, But it isn't. 70 yeah, Worth 70. every penny. I'm going to take another sip of this. It's so good. <clears throat> this is wow. A, this is a great story. Little sizzle, definite cinnamon, almost like a little mini fireball in the front if of your If anybody's going to Louisville, you have to look this one up off of 10th Street. Yeah, it's fun. Five-star selection yes. on this. So it's a, their own distillery, small yep. distillery? Yeah. When do they restart? Uh, a couple years Four ago. Four years ago. Four years ago. But we don't even have the bourbon. I don't know how you got this I, bourbon. I, I have here. connections. Yeah. 
because we're waiting on the <coughs> bourbon. It's only being distributed now in five states. We're the sixth state I, to get it. I also got the <laughs> Woodford wheat, which is for grocery stores only. I already oh, have oh it. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. You are the man. Let's do the old-fashioned real quick. Let's do yeah. the old-fashioned right now. Good idea. So tell me about this, Tommy. Old this fashioned. is uh, two ounces of Four Roses single barrel, one ounce of the Demerol um, simple syrup. Did you say which Demerol? Is, Demerol is a raw sugar. Oh, now Demerol syrup. is in simple, the drug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Not three Demerol. dashes of uh, Agnostora bitters, orange peel, and a cherry. Oh, this is sweet. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. Americans like sweet. Delicious. They, Americans yes, like so I'm going to take another sip of this, pour a little bit more. See how it's balanced? You taste all the sweetness. You just don't taste the yeah. bit. It's all about stirring the cocktail properly. What, what uh, bourbon did you use with I this? I used four roses, single barrel, 120 nice. proof, our barrel. It's a lot of sweetness, a little bit of bourbon. That's what Can't Americans like. Wrong. That's what they like, and we'll have the recipe for you. All right, we've got about five more to go. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuver comes your way next. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Gatekeeper from Alec and Bradley. This cigar was blended with the help of Ernesto Perez Carrillo. This beautiful stick has notes of cedar, nuts, and leather, giving it a smooth and rich profile. You can get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Get details at CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth, it will entice you to enjoying more and more of the Vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. A new year is upon us, and that means that I have selected 12 fantastic monthly selections for the 2020 Cigar Dave Officers Club, and it begins this month, January 2020, with the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper, a magnificent collaboration between Alec Rubin, Bradley Rubin of Alec Bradley Cigars, and Ernesto Perez Querio of EPC Cigar. They collaborated to make a magnificent, medium-bodied, very nice Rich Cigar. It is the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper featuring an Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. Rich, little spice, little cedar, little nuttiness on the palate, a beautiful cigar. The first of 12 fantastic monthly selections in 2020 for the Cigar Dave Officers Club, the Alec and Bradley Gatekeeper. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, join now, $22.95 per month. You get three great cigars delivered to you each month. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and join now. Enough to get me high. Dry. Well, and I still sober from 
Final segment of our National Bourbon Heritage Month Mega Bourbon Tasting Maneuvers from Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge in the Cigar City of Tampa. Tommy D., next up we've got the Weller Antique 107. Yep. Talk about it. History in this one is the first weedy bourbon ever created was by William LaRue Weller, who Julian Van Winkle, Pappy Van Winkle, came to work with, and the mash build is the same. So this is one of our single barrels, which is amazing. Wow, a lot of sweetness. The weedy bourbon. A little cinnamon on the... So there's no rye in this. It's corn, wheat, and barley. For wheat, it's that's, got a lot of sizzle to that's it. Ba- spicy. Um, that's sweet and spicy. Sweet and, and spicy. Yep. Perfect. Yep, sweet and spicy, no doubt about it. Mm. Wow, a lot of sweetness, a lot, lot of spice. A lot of flavor. All right, next up, Basil Hayden's 2x2. I like the Basil Hayden, but the 2x2 rye, very unique. This is two, two bourbon barrels. Two rye put together. That's why it's called by two by two. All right. The aroma on this, it's interesting. Almost a muted mm-hmm. oakiness. It's like a bull rye from High West. Yep. Say cheers. Not my Def- favorite. No, you can definitely taste the rye, but not yeah. as powerful as I thought. It's young. Young, but it's, it's pretty smooth for a yeah. young whiskey. So very, very pleasant on that. Young, but tasty. Next up. We go out to Texas. Don't mess with Texas. Now, this is from Garrison Brothers. Two brothers, Dan and Dayton, in High, Texas, that began distilling in uh, 2006. Now, this is the Garrison Brothers Texas Straight Bourbon Whiskey from My Bar. They don't even make it anymore. No, this is a spring edition from 2010, was it, or 11? Uh, This was, I'll tell you in one second. This was from 2010, which is the corn harvest. That's when they laid it down. Yep. Barrel and uh, distilled in barrel 2010, released spring 2004, bottle number 10710, aged two years in oak. We will. The little say history cheers. on these guys is he used to work with Elmer T. Lee. Elmer T. Lee gave him their copper still to start their distillery. They laid the bourbon down, they, opened, they picked the barrels up, the heads were, it was so hot in Texas, the heads were popped Just off. They lost everything, right? and they had to build the bourbon barrels for Texas two inches thicker than Kentucky. Now, the taste on this, interesting. It is young, two years. It's, too, it's heat. You're getting Well, you're, it's some heat, but you're getting a lot of the corn sweetness. Yes. So it's a combination of the white dog Correct. with a little barrel. Because they can't leave it in the barrel too long because it's too hot. Too hot down in Texas, exactly. So very nice. And again, they don't make it anymore, but they've got their small batch <clears throat> and some of their other bourbons doing very well. Next up, this is the Angel's Envy bourbon whiskey finished in port barrels. It is cask strength. Mm-hmm. Now, this was given to me. Samadhi, Dave, you gave me this. This is a very mm-hmm. small bottle, just a sample uh, from 2015. Not available anymore, but we figured we would taste it. Say cheers. Nostrovia. Woo! That is some major, major heat. heat. Major sizzle. It's so smooth and sweetness. A little bit of that port barrel. Yeah. Yeah, very Get nice. a little spice off of that. A lot of spice. This one was my Knob Creek barrel that's supposed to be a nine-year-old, but they sent us samples, and by the time it was barreled, it was a 14-year, eight-month cast strength, uh, barrel strength, uh, Knob Creek single barrel. All right. A lot of muted wood notes. Say cheers. Some sweetness, very smooth. It doesn't taste 120. No, it doesn't taste 120 at all. A little bit of spice. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of sizzle. Very well very balanced nice. for a 14. Now we're going to wrap year. it up with Frank Sinatra's favorite. Now, 
General, Jack Daniels was not very popular. Frank Sinatra became buddies with one of the Jack Daniels reps, and the next thing you know, he takes it from a boutique brand to an internationally known brand. This is the Gentleman Jack, which is double mellowed. goes through two Lincoln yep. County charcoal processes. We'll say cheers, and to all of you gentlemen, we'll say cheers. Cheers to you, Dave. Cheers. And we thank you for your participation as I take a taste of Gentleman Jack. My thrill and pleasure. Oh, incredibly smooth, sweet, no bite. The perfect, smooth. the perfect whiskey, American whiskey, Tennessee whiskey to end on. So we have had 23 bourbons and American whiskeys, two bourbon-related cocktails, everything listed at CigarDave.com. Special thanks to Tommy Diadio of Corona Cigar Pleasure. Davidoff, Samadier Dave, Cigar always Dave, the general down. saying, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Cheers. May the rest of your National Bourbon Heritage Month be as tasty as our tasting today.